I'm Michael Hayward, host of Coach on Your Shoulder, a podcast where we speak with executive coaches about how they help their clients work through business and leadership challenges just like yours. Hello, we're back with Emily Doyle, founder of Surefire Way. And through our first couple of conversations, we really focused on how as an HR executive, you really need to understand who everybody is in the organization and how they work together, especially at leadership levels and so on. And in the last episode, we talked about the importance of being present and being curious in the business context and the benefits that come to leaders when they get past the lip service of allowing other people to talk and switch that to listening and asking smart questions because the benefit is both better decision-making and greater engagement in the organization. You turbocharge the performance of teams that believe that they are part of every solution that they're working on. The next principle that we can talk about is this concept of being honest. Now, my first reaction when I hear something like that is, People don't naturally lie for a living. So this isn't about remedial behavior and helping people who try to mislead into people who are honest. I think this is a different type of honesty conversation. What was it that got you to believe that this was worth working on with leaders? It's interesting as I hear you recap what we've been focused on. These concepts are so fundamental. We're talking about working with executive teams and businesses and growth models, and we're talking about being present, being curious, and being honest, right? The idea around being honest for me is, yes, I think everybody aspires to be honest, but what gets in the way as a leader oftentimes is, well, what's at stake if I'm completely honest? Mm -hmm. And Usually what I hear is what's at stake is I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm going to ruffle feathers. I'm going to break down trust is a fear that that exists out there. And so in this context, I like to help leaders work through this concept of clear is kind. The Mm -hmm. more clear you can be and the more honest you can be, the better off the individual is, the better off the team is, the better the organization is. And I learned a lesson very early on in my career. I have to give credit to one of my former bosses, Bernadette, out of Cleveland, Ohio. She once told me this, and this was as an early HR business partner, Emily, you're an excellent communicator, no doubt. But what happens in your communication is you're trying so hard to be diplomatic in what you're saying that the actual meaning of what you're saying is lost. Mm -hmm. It's unclear because you're doubling down on your diplomacy. And that was probably one of the best pieces of advice I received because it required me to then work on, okay, how can I be more direct? And what's getting in the way of me being direct? What am I afraid of losing if I'm direct? And I've used that in my practice with many leaders now to say, what's holding you back from being clear? And let's focus on that. And if there are myths that are built into that assumption, let's bust those myths. That's a great point, right? Clarity, brevity, 
I think you're right in the sense that there's a certain trepidation to be candid in the work environment. We don't know what the backlash is going to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the implication might be. You say the wrong thing to the wrong person, right? You worry it's an existential fear. Yeah. What that could mean to your career or even your employment status. Yep. There's an art to this. And what I've seen more often in my career and now in this practice is people who have a hard time being candid. Of course, I've worked with people throughout the years who all they are is candid and you're trying to rein them in. But more often, people are not able to be candid because there is a fear of being candid. Mm -hmm. And what I like to work with leaders on is if that's something that they're coming up against, that they fear being completely candid, or they have a hard time figuring out when to be candid and when to hold back, Honestly, it starts with setting expectations. Is the person that you're being candid with, do they understand why this is part of your role? And oh, and by the way, this works for clients and coaches too. As a coach, the client's expectation should be that the coach is going to be honest, right? Right. I'm not doing my job as a coach if I'm not being honest, if I'm not being candid. So you have that arrangement up front. But how many managers have you worked with that? don't set that expectation up front. And so then if the report doesn't understand that's their role, they're hesitant to be honest and to say, look, I care about your development. I care about your contribution in this organization. I have to share something that I observed today that just wasn't appropriate or is going to hold you back. We've talked a lot about feedback, but I think this nuance of being honest and being clear being direct and being brief is all part and parcel of giving good feedback. Don't beat about the bush. Leaders sometimes Mm -hmm. have to provide difficult feedback. Leaders sometimes have to be open to hearing difficult feedback from their team. Mm -hmm. There can be a lot riding on it. So what, what impacts have you seen when leaders avoid this type of conversation? It has varied from not so much a big deal, to catastrophic. Catastrophic being the rest of the team feels that something is being avoided. So I'll use the example of you've got a functional team, but there's one member on the team who is not pulling his weight, is toxic, is creating challenging situations for everyone. Mm -hmm. And the leader refuses to address that person for whatever reason, a fear of being honest with them, a fear of losing some stake. If you have that kind of conflict on the team, the ramifications could be grave, right? People could protest, resist, ultimately resign. It can undo the team. So what do we do differently in that case? My experience has been if a leader is engaging the team on a regular basis, they should be aware of circumstances I would consider are obvious, right? Mm -hmm. You can see conflicts on the team, whether it's through communication or lack of action or... So I'll go back to my, you better be curious about, hey, whatever happened with that? If you're starting as a leader, if you're starting to get a sense that there's conflict on the team. But to directly answer your question, 
you've got to address it. If something comes to your attention, or especially if somebody in your team brings something to your attention, hey, this person is X, Y, and Z, it's your responsibility as the leader to address it. And at least try and get to the bottom of it. Is this what happened? Is this true? If so, how do you need my help to remedy it? I think it goes back to addressing it directly mm -hmm. as opposed to letting it linger. Letting things linger is never a good approach. At some point deeper into this conversation, when it turns out that there is a toxic element, how do yeah. you coach somebody to dispense with their previous judgment mm -hmm. to put aside the confirmation bias Yeah, that says that every time we see somebody that we judged either good or bad as a high or low performer, that everything we see from them just reinforces that view, but yeah, we're wrong. How do you put that yeah. stuff to the side and try to go back with fresh eyes? I've coached leaders to stop and ask themselves, what if there's an alternative at play that I'm not considering? And what might that alternative be? And how could I further investigate that alternative? Because you almost have to get out of your subconscious mind because it's already made a determination. So to do that, I think you have to pause and ask yourself, what else could be going on here? What's possible? And when you do that, it opens a door for additional learning, additional information. It will spark conversation potentially with other members of the team around what's really happening. And all you need is a small window. Mm -hmm a small bit of doubt against your own confirmation bias, right? Right. To be able to say, okay, actually, this is possible. This could be happening. And then act from there. It's an important lesson. I think there's maybe a case to be made that this is something that it's one thing for a person to tell you that. That's the principle. It's another thing for you to learn how to do it. And the only way yeah. you're going to learn how to do it is to practice. Right. So it's almost like you have to consciously set aside a moment, whether it's once a day or once a week or whatever this yeah. sequence has to be. And you say, okay, I'm going to just purposefully take something that I'm working on, what a team's working on, a project, a, a strategy I'm trying to develop, an initiative that we're doing something. Maybe start with something that's relatively low stakes, like how, how does this report get created or something like that. And, mm -hmm. you, and you say, I'm just going to go back and ask some questions about how this is done. Mm -hmm. Try to try to tell the people that I ask the questions of, not to think that this is me saying that there's anything wrong, but this is me just trying to revisit it mm -hmm. so that I have a clear picture in my head about what we're doing here and how this works and how well it works. And that if you make it a personal mission to say, I'm going to do that once a week mm -hmm. with a topic, that after a while it becomes easy to do as opposed to waiting for a crisis to happen. Right and have it drop on your doorstep. And now you're going to try to pick up the pieces and you're going to try to exercise some curiosity skills that you just really don't have. You don't have a, a, an approach. Test your assumptions. Yeah. And I like the idea of starting with low stakes. It's a little bit easier, right? Less to lose, presumably. Yeah. On the topic of honesty, the path should lead to a more honest outcome to the truth, to the reality, right. if you're willing right. to test those assumptions. Yeah. 
there could be some nice spinoff benefits too, because one thing I've run into a lot is things that happen in organizations because that's what we've always done, not because that's actually good anymore. People aren't going to tell you that we're wasting time in this organization. Right. You have to probe for that stuff and then they'll tell you where stuff is being wasted. But yeah. just the act of asking the question and giving a, your organization permission mm-hmm. to say stuff or ask the question, is this the most important thing for me to do right now? Yes. Which I wish so many more people would ask. Well, I love the idea of why are we doing this? Because we always have. We've always uh-huh. done it. And that's applicable not only in things that are being produced, like reports and metrics and, and things like that, but it also happens with just ways of working. Why are we forcing ourselves, as an example, to make a decision by consensus? Right. Because we've always done it that way. We've always tried to gain consensus. Okay, let's test that assumption. What would happen if we didn't make decisions that way? I mean, talk about breakthroughs in your organization. And you'll never get there if you're not willing to ask the question or look at it in a different way. It's absolutely true. And you make me think of meetings, rich culture, and how how so many of these behaviors are entrenched in the way we do business. Have to have a meeting about that. Yeah. Um, Sidebar, there's a meme going around of three people facing each other in the plank position on the floor. And the thing says, here's how to shorten your meetings. (laughs) And they've got their laptops open, which they're in the plank (laughs) position with their laptops in front of them. Yes, the meeting culture is insane. And uh, frankly, I think it's gotten worse since the pandemic. But you remember what happened in the pandemic. It was Zoom after Zoom, no breaks in between. And nobody had an excuse to be late because you don't have to move anywhere. And therefore, we didn't move anywhere. So, Emily, wrapping up this idea of enhancing honesty in the business environment, if there are two or three things that you would say to a person who's curious about this, who wants to try something to get started, how would you get started? I would start by reflecting on what makes it difficult for you as a leader to be completely honest. What's getting in your way? Academically, you should be honest with your team and with the individuals on your team. But what gets in your way? I think that's a good way to start because depending on what the person reflects on or writes down can be the start of how to address it. So let's say that what's getting in their way is they don't want to hurt the person's feelings. Okay. So you're afraid that you're going to somehow tarnish the relationship If the feedback that you're giving or whatever you're telling that person that's clearly honest is going to hurt them in some way. I think the solution there is to contract, is to set expectations. My role as your leader is to be completely honest with you. I'm a guide. I'm a coach. I care about your development and your advancement. And so therefore, I'm going to be direct and honest with you. It's not for you to take it personally. And by the way, I welcome you to be completely honest with me as well because I'm in a position to learn. So that's just one way to start is addressing what you think is getting in your way so that you can correct it in a more targeted way. Great. Thank you very much. 
really enjoyed the conversation with you and look forward to future conversations on these and other great coaching topics. Thanks so much, Michael. Thank you. You've been listening to Coach on Your Shoulder. I'm Michael Hayward. Coach on Your Shoulder is a weekly podcast that you can subscribe to at all the finest podcast outlets. Coach on Your Shoulder is co-produced by Melissa Simmons of Luminology. If you have questions about finding a coach or how you can get the most of a coaching relationship, drop us a line. We always love to hear from listeners like you.